Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. I'm here with Steve Walsh. Hello. And our guest this week, London mayoral candidate Wolfgang Moneypenny. Hello, and I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you for letting me be on your show. Thank you for letting me be on your show. Thanks for coming. Uh, we're recording live in the uh, Elephant and Castle Shopping Centre outside Mamushka. Unless you're not allowed to record in the Elephant and Castle Shopping Centre, in which case we're in one of our houses uh, and we've got loads of people making noise in the background, so it sounds like that. Authentic recreation yeah. of the Well, well done, everyone. Lots of uh, <laughs> bang, coffee cups banging. When we decided to do something about South London, one of the first discussions we had was the idea of South London as a place. Is it the southern part of London? Is it relative to the north? Or is it South London as a place in of itself? We decided it's a place of itself that's what we want to celebrate we don't want to be talking about it in relation to other places we want to talk about it ourselves. and capitalising the S in South London was a big thing for us I've noticed something that you do as well yeah yeah, and it's uh, something you've discussed earlier on other podcasts uh, something that uh, I think the majority of the mainstream media won't do um, yeah, the, the, the supposedly supposedly left wing Guardian uh, has no interest in our in our self grammar determination <laughs> um, but I, I will always capitalise it I, I view it, I view it as, as, as separate I, I view it as a separate identity I think everyone who, well, I haven't done any opinion polling but yeah the word on the street everyone who, who grew up, grows up in South London thinks of themselves as a South Londoner first um, in terms of here it's 100% if you did do an opinion yeah, poll it's yeah. 100% behind yourself he, he spent, my cameraman spent two weeks growing up in South London and he desperately clings to it <laughs> yeah it's like a sovereign state isn't it if you think about it in those terms and that's very it, much it, I mean, it, it, it's, um, it's main it's main competitor is, is historically divided by, by a huge river one of the most famous rivers in the world um, it's um, it's it's not I, I mean like Salford has separate city status in Manchester but in, in in the words of one commentator, it's a it's a stream of piss that um, <laughs> that divides Salford and Manchester. What? The Thames, the Thames is the Thames is considerably bigger than a, than a stream of piss tops up every weekend by nightclubbers. Well, well also, uh, if you look at you know uh, continental Europe or other continents, borders between nations yeah, would like be Africa. Africa is just diced up on a, on, yeah. on, a, on a map by. European bastards. And the borders would be inches or feet, let alone, you know, it's not nothing as uh, solid as, as the tent. No. So, if anything, we've got what you're saying is we've got a greater claim. We've got a greater claim <laughs> than, than most African states for, for national sovereignty. In terms of uh, your South London, uh, places yeah. you knew growing up, and what's your, your background in South London? I grew up in Streatham. Um, wonderful uh, city within a city. Within the city, um, I, uh, I, I went. To school. I was born in St George's Hospital. Too. Um, my dad's from Catford. My mum's from Yorkshire, which has, uh, I think, fused to my my sort of transpontine sense of otherness, uh, a, a sense of stubbornness. Um, and uh, I, I went to school in Streatham and, and then to in. Um, we then moved to Croydon. Which is where we begin to enter uh, some of the, the popular debates about what is South London. Um, I then lived briefly in Sutton. I've lived in Wandsworth Town, and I currently abode 
right on the very cusp of the postcodes SE5, SE15 and SE22, which in in the sort of contemporary postcode obsessed uh, was it Denmark Hill? Uh, it's just uh, it's just um, just by the Dalkenau uh, Hill Estate. Oh, that's a good guess, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, not good guess, educated. Um, but, um, so yeah, Dulwich Hamlet Country. And, um, but um, yeah, so in the in the postcode obsessed uh, consumption of London, yeah, I, I, it's a place that ceases to exist because it slips in between the uh, three postcodes. But because you're covering those three things as well, arguably more representative of South London than uh, a single postcode. So. I, I, yeah, if I were a politician, which I am, <laughs> I, I, I would certainly argue that. In terms of Croydon, uh, we, we had a discussion before about what is South London, and the definition yeah. we came up with was uh, Transpontine on this side of the yeah. river, with uh, a postcode referring to uh, SE. Because, or SW. Or SW, yeah. Postcodes certainly have a strong uh, influence on, on people's sort of sense of local identity. Um, but... Uh, and this is getting into the, the whole gentrification and redevelopment thing. Uh, I think what what the popular imagination of South London is, is gradually moving out of, of that definition of South London. Um, and shifting out towards the, the outer boroughs. I mean, a place like Croydon is... Parts of Croydon are more Bermondsey than Bermondsey is nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, Croydon, the cultural shift, isn't it? it yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. It's a well, it's a it's a material shift of yeah. of, of, pe- of people's um, place of living. Um, it's a, it's a thing that's really, really, really hard to um, to, fo- to follow in terms of um, empirical evidence because you need to look at uh, you need to go through census information. This takes huge. This is a huge undertaking, and there's been some work into it, um, which has shown that um, boroughs by the Thames, especially the, the, the wards of boroughs that touch the Thames, have had an incre- amazing uh, increase, a decrease in the number of sort of unskilled workers, and an amazing increase in the number of professional workers. Um, but it's it's not something that's difficult. It's not something that's easy to to follow, and most people don't care about it. It's not in the interests of of uh, uh, most people. Or the people who fund research to um, to investigate whether whether there is this sort of social displacement, this social cleansing, um, and to provide evidence for it, because uh, their interests lie in the the urban renaissance uh, process, urban renaissance in inverted commas, which you can't see with any fingers. <laughs> Yeah, it was a time when living by the Thames was horrible. Yeah. It was a, Rat, a I mean, sewer. And Rat the idea of a Thames side, a riverside apartment, you know, it was the, 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 the last straw for people. It's the height of luxury now. It's how it? it's like, you know, we found out that you, you lock and clear off. It's nice now. We'll have it, essentially. It's the attitude. It's, yeah, it does, yeah, that's the, you know, partnership, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, one academic, his name I've forgotten, which is ter- terrible, but she... Um, <laughs> She she's uh, identified redevelopment projects as basically a mass production of gentrification um, because it's uh, it takes the aesthetics it, well, in a very sterile way it takes the aesthetics of uh, what, of people buying up uh, old rundown homes and uh, fixing them up but produces it on mass um, yeah so 
Where, 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 what question was it? Where do we... <laughs> it was your South London, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, my South... It, 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 it went quite well. But yeah, uh, the South Londoner has been uh, dealt an unfortunate hand being a homeland in the midst of prime real estate. Uh, that is the reality of my South London. It's a place where you... Um, it's your home, your family, your friends, your schooling, etc. is there. Um, the things that shape you into the person you are. Um, your attempts to... The community you're born into and your attempts to add to that community and create community are, unfortunately, on, under a constant attack um, because people want uh, the real estate that, you're, um, that, that you thought would be yours forever. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. The, value, so that is, the values come into your not valued, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so, I can't afford to live in the area I grew up in. No. no. Um, a game, I think, a game for families to play is when you're in uh, central London and you see blue plaques on the wall, so-and-so lived here, uh, you know, would they still be able to live there nowadays? Yeah. Uh, given, right, yeah. given their, uh, you know, if you raise their income according to inflation, would they be able to afford to live in... Bloomsbury, but <laughs> very probably not. <laughs> Unless they added bank robbing to their essay writing. <laughs> so you're running for the Mayor of London. Uh, you've got a manifesto put together of I various have. policies that you believe will shape London, specifically South London. Um, and what will those be? Right, I've, uh, I've released uh, a number of policies so far which I've been able to commit to. Uh, the first one is to work with squatting to campaign against the central government's illegalisation of uh, squatting and to work with existing squatters groups to uh, utilise empty wasted buildings uh, as homes to uh, alleviate homelessness, alleviate uh, in growing rent inflation and house price inflation. It's a very it's such a simple policy I would describe it as unsexy but <laughs> but the, the, the lack of mainstream political commitment to to, 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 uh, to anything that's actually can do anything to alleviate people's problems leaves me as as the standout candidate it's such an easy thing isn't it you've it's got a, problems and you've got and the thing is empty buildings are a problem aren't they yeah. as much and as any it's, um, it's a and there's a culture, there's a subculture there with years of experience, years of experience of dealing with this. Um, but instead, uh, central government and local government are putting effort into uh, counteracting uh, the, the freedom. They're, they are putting structures in place that will stop people being able to do what they do. And, um, and I mean, when you... Uh, Perhaps, perhaps all of us here are a little bit out of that generation, but um, people a little bit older than us will uh, often talk about the, the richness of the South London squatting culture. It was um, an integral part of the, uh, the transpontine culture, and it's, uh, it's being taken away. Um, there was one recently in uh, the Wharf Road, wasn't there? There was a big one uh, yeah. up by Campbell Green. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. And they've been cleared out quite yeah. recently. I mean, last, last sort of month or so. There was um, the uh, What's It Mansion in um, Brixton. On, oh, right, on, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was the Cold Harbour Lane. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I can't imagine any uh, other candidate arguing 
at that point with you. It'd be quite interesting to see uh, debates. Have you got debates lined up? I'm not too sure about this. Have you? Um, I'm, I'm trying to. I, I've actually been in contact with some of the smaller candidates um, because uh, I think it's quite well known Boris won't enter into any televised debates, not, not even with uh, Ken. But um, hence, hence there being someone dressed up as a chicken regularly outside City Hall <laughs> trying to chase him. Um, but um, it's level with the which isn't, <laughs> isn't me. <laughs> I just want to stay. Nor have I ever slept with them. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to arrange uh, that amongst the, the sort of whacked out nut jobs. Who, uh, I mean, <laughs> That's the debate we want to see, isn't it? That's the one. <laughs> Unfortunately, this year there appears to be quite a few time wasters uh, sort of throwing their hat into the ring. <laughs> but um, maybe if they, if they agreed to a debate with me, I could finish them off. Another policy you've got, which is probably be more controversial, particularly with Brian Paddock, is to disband the Metropolitan Police. Yep. Did you know uh, 85% of, of uh, officers in the Met are not from London? I believe in your manifesto you describe them as... Country, pro- racist country bumpkins. Provi- I think I, thought, I, read, I read provincial bumpkins and I was like, there's a vote in it. Vote for that guy. He's labelling the police as provincial bumpkins. Well, it's, it's no surprise that they're so racist if, if, they, if they are being press-ganged from these, these idyllic 1950s villagers. It's heartbeat, isn't it? You can't... You, they're, they're trying to import heartbeat. It's heartbeat in a threatening riot shield. It's heartbeat. Planted Fire, into London. ashes to ashes. What was the other show? The more famous one. Mars. That's the one. <laughs> the more famous one in this series. It's ashes to ashes, but it's a load of it's a load of 1970s corrupt cops being brought into <laughs> modern day uh, multicultural London. I mean, the thing is, Brian Paddock, particularly his time in, in Brixton, was uh, quite revolutionary yeah, 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 in terms thinking, of like yeah. social policing and not you know tried to sort of lose the culture of uh, the sus work and actually did things to try and engage Brian, with the people. Brian Paddock's as good an egg as you'll get in the battery farm egg production <laughs> of the um, of the Metropolitan Police. But it'd, the, be, it'd be a shame to beat him at the polls, but <laughs> beat, has to be beat, done, it? beat him I will do. If you want to make an omelet, you've got to make three. <laughs> Especially the good ones. Um, so your solution is to disband the Metropolitan Police and basically yeah. recruit from London. Yeah. Yeah. Transpontine police force for uh, transpontine people. So it's the idea that everyone polices locally. Yeah, yeah, and uh, stop them being bussed in into areas to overwhelm protests. First thing, historically, that's that's what you do if you're trying to, and it's not just uh, in terms of policing. Like uh, in Ireland, they would bring over. Uh, the black and tans, these sort of auxiliary forces, because uh, and particularly black and tans were criminals. So you bring over these people. If you bring people over to, that have connections that know these people, they're not going to be willing to cave their heads in, are they? And same with the miners. They would bring in police from other areas yeah, yeah, yeah. because the odds of it being your cousin on the other side of the picket line that you're not going to, you know, manhandle and beat yeah. around is, is minimal. Whereas you bring these people in, they just see them as trouble. Yeah, you, you put it really and well. You, you, yeah. you let them loose. That's that's the thing. So I think, yeah, uh, again, community policing. We've got to do something about the uh, the inequality in a, in London's public transport. Is uh, I mean, I, I propose a referendum on uh, a, a huge public works scheme um, as a way of creating jobs, um, but 
it's a referendum that will have a, another alternative of uh, restricting public transport. People will have the option to vote to close down tube lines <laughs> because it's a, a it's a way of um, encouraging uh, economic growth, which isn't a good thing. No, <laughs> I, I want this. I want. No, I, <laughs> you laugh, but uh, these are basically ideas I've stolen off the uh, the uh, the uh, economic job for Dave Harvey. Um, zero growth. Stop the the flux of the city. Stop the constant changing of it. Stop the people being removed, socially cleansed, priced out of their own communities. Uh, the, the tube line, especially. Uh, Tube lines, especially, are an invitation to non-Londoners to, to move to London. They don't even need to know where the hell they're going. They don't even need to see where they're going. They just follow this bloody, stupidly simple map, uh, <laughs> and to, to their city jobs. Yeah, it's more a state agent fodder as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh another God, yeah. another tool for these people if you're to within, uh, add some more cash to uh, an already within, inflated rent rate. If you're within twenty-five minutes sprint of a tube station <laughs> the prices go up ridiculous amounts when um, we were talking about doing the show one of the names we put forward initially was uh, sporadic tube coverage <laughs> of essential name show. but uh, yeah. we liked it but it would take far too long for people you know if people are scanning for iTunes they're going to go that sounds amazing <laughs> Spor- I don't know what that means I, don't, I know you may be words. one of the few people that's uh, delighted by South London's lack of tubes yeah, well, I, I grew up, I think, as most most young transpontine boys do, uh, with a quite a considerable chip on my shoulder about the lack of. Uh, yeah, you're in a black chip. hole in Stratham, yeah. aren't you? Really? Yeah, and, yeah. Like you, you feel like you don't exist because um, you're not on the tube map, and um, and I, I felt that way uh, into in my early adulthood. But uh, I then sort of began to wonder, you know, what if. What if Stratham had got a um, tube map whilst I was going up? A, a tube map, a, a, a tube line, yeah. A tube line. We'd have shafted out to Fortnum Heath. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the sudden ballooning house prices and rental prices. See, my thing is, I love buses so much. Oh, buses are, are fiercer of the, of the common man. It's wonderful, isn't and, it? Chesterton said it was like uh, sitting on a hill that moves around London for you. It's brilliant, oh, isn't it? That's, a, that's beautiful. Fantastic. You know, Whereas, like being on a tube, it's like sitting in, sitting in a ditch blind. Yeah, you're in a tunnel. <laughs> which you moves for you. That's awful, isn't it? It's, it's useful. It's good if I'm late and I need to get somewhere. It's really but in terms of if I've got a choice, if I've got time, you know, I get a bus to work. I live in uh, uh, Penge and then work in central London. And it takes me an hour and a half to two hours each day to get to work and get over. And people look at me like I'm mental. But uh, I sit on there. I'm sitting on this lovely office taking me through these wonderful places. I've got books with me. I've got music with me. You, know. you don't get a bit annoyed by 176 to Tottenham Court Road <laughs> oh, 75 like, times on your journey. The word, no, because it's it means very, I'm on the right bus. Annoying one's voice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's invasive. <laughs> well, this is where um, a selection of podcasts and or music is. I know, but you can still hear it over no, a podcast. It's, up a bit, isn't it? it's probably someone listening to this on a bus now. And it's coming in at 53 to why It is now because you're saying it, you're making it worse for it. There will be some. <laughs> it's all they can hear. The Olympics. The Olympics. Are you a fan? I'm not a fan of the you're Olympics. Not I'm, not, I'm not a fan of a. Uh, I mean, maybe spitefully 
there's a there's a sort of mischievous enjoyment in, in seeing East Londoners turfed out their homes. <laughs> Maybe ever so slightly. So your, your favourite thing about the spirit, uh, the, the Olympics, is any sort of vengeance that you can wreak on our rare London. Interesting. I think Ken said that when we got the Olympics. He was like, the hilarious thing is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you should see what we're going to do to Albert Square. <laughs> Jack, Jack's not a fan um, for a different reason. Uh, yeah, because the only sport worth watching is football, and it's a semi <laughs> waste of time semi youth tournament. And the only other yeah, decent yeah. event is 100 meters, and that's 10 seconds. And we worked out even with the heats, it's a minute. Essentially, it's like Sorry. 10 seconds times how many times, and then just you saying what wins, isn't it? Unless you if you like wins. other sports, you know that's one thing. But I'm not at all interested. So. Yeah, and most people can't go. No, yeah, it's um. Almost yeah. doesn't matter what country it's in, does it? People are going to be turning up late for work. People are probably yeah, going to exactly. be people, going to people who live in like Penge or something. They'll be turning up late for work, <laughs> yeah. as one of you did, didn't you? Not because of the Olympics, but one of you was sacked from a job. For, <laughs> yeah, three, I was three yeah, minutes yeah. late. Yeah. Uh, well, the people can be thirty-three minutes late and getting sacked yeah. from their jobs. It's a, it's a bit. The Olympics, big, huge advertising opportunity. Absolutely. Um, for for the benefit of who? Certainly not us. Uh, it's a chance to redevelop swathes of, of uh, East London and uh, sniggering aside as a humanitarian it's tough for them, it's, it's, it's not good plus probably end up, some of them at least coming to South London and increasing the rents of my constituents <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thirdly, you know, most, most sports are compared to football, I, I agree <laughs> Do you like the 100 metres? It's great, Oh, it? the 100 metres is is Excitement. I was like it. Nine and a half seconds of it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a thing where um, you can sort of chart uh, evolution, can't you? As, it goes beyond sport. I, I don't enjoy it as a sport. I enjoy it as a feat of human achievement. Exactly. Yeah. It's like human yeah. potential. Yeah. It's as fast as we can go. Yeah. Right the London plan. The London plan. The London plan. Have you have you read the London plan? I've read the outline of it. Yeah. Not, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not reading the London it's, plan. It's, it's, it's very boring. And <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As, as many of these bureaucratic things as. Inhuman to expect normal people to, to be interested in it, but it, it forms a blueprint for. Um, so you're obliged, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I I I'm throwing throwing myself into the, the to the wolves of, of <laughs> reading boring bureaucratic PDFs, so you don't have to, dear, dear listener. Um, it, it, it's a blueprint for for the. For the redevelopment of, of London, um, but they don't—they don't use words like gentrification or redevelopment. Um, they, they go for urban renaissance. <laughs> urban. It's a hateful term. Urban isn't it? renaissance. It's—it uh, sounds beautiful, doesn't it? It's like I, I'm a—I I, am—I am of the city. I am urban, yeah. but and also I—I I, I like art. I, I like reading. I'm a renaissance man. I'm—I am a man of the urban renaissance. But that—that's uh, not what it is. It's a. Uh, it's a plan for for reversing the, the, the flight to the suburbs and uh, bringing people into into your communities and forcing you out. Um, the one the one glimmer of hope I can take from their their use of the word Renaissance is that uh, Renaissance Italy was uh, virtually dripping in blood, and uh, <laughs> hopefully Renaissance London can be too. Um, talking. Uh on a tangent about things using a nice word to describe something ugly 
when we worked at Waterstones, they decided at one point that everybody should be on the same contract. You know, they kind of, where they're taking over various bookshops over the years, people on all different yeah. contracts. And this new contract that everyone should sign meant you couldn't get double pay on bank holidays anymore and various, a couple of other kind of terms that were not favourable. And the name they put on it was harmonisation. <laughs> <laughs> Something so beautiful. It's um, it's use of language, isn't it? Which yeah. is a, a political sort of... It's Machiavelli onwards, isn't it? Yeah, there was... Um, I think in the New York Times in the 80s, there was uh, an, uh, an advert taken out by uh, some sort of property development firm um, sort of trying to drum up uh, support for gentrification. And... Um, had such a bad reaction against it that the entire uh, property uh, development industry has sort of sworn off using the word gentrification. And even gentrification itself is very euphemistic, isn't it? Uh, it's, um, you know, what's wrong with gentrifying somewhere? If people like me bang on about the, the hideousness of urban renaissance again, I'm sure they'll come out with, you know, some other ridiculous euphemism like powdering babies bottomization or <laughs> god knows what unicornization of London <laughs> oh look at it isn't that it that is lovely. a manifesto you should be looking at isn't it? Oh, unicorns forever well, I, I'm not afraid to, to call a spade a spade um, or a, you know, a a Notting Hill based gulag a Notting Hill based gulag yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to avoid I, I, I'm a man of cacophonism not euphemism <laughs> One of the things you're interested in is the idea of educating people about South London. Yeah. Would that be the history and, and culture? History, the culture. The rich history and culture, let's say that. Rich history, rich culture, my own role in that. Uh, I mean, um, I, I, I've seen a, no reason why we couldn't investigate a, a transpontine history month uh, in schools across London uh, to make them come to terms with the... Uh, I think we've all we've all suffered the hatred, the spitting in the street. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things, like, that... it, it, like it, it, phrases that people just casually use, like like transpontine bastard, uh, <laughs> Woolworth wanker, yeah. uh, and uh, I mean. They're, they're laughing through the tears, it's, uh, <laughs> um, and really, we need to we need to stamp that out. Um, I think it, it, there I mean, is correction that needs to happen. Though, uh, one again, one of our motivations in doing the show was when people talk about North London, think about North London. It's all Bloomsbury and blue plaques, and the idea that South London's this horrific, crime-ridden hellhole. And I mean, yeah. it, this hasn't uh, gone out at this point, but it would have been broadcast by the time we put this out but in the last episode uh, we talked about uh, the borough and managed to make I think quite a reasonable argument that the borough with its legacy of Chaucer Shakespeare and Dickens is the most important bear baiting sorry don't forget the bear baiting (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's all there isn't it but uh, I make an argument you could say that Borough High Street is the most important street in English literary history Yep. And that's not. When's that talked about? When do you you know you study these writers? No one sort of goes. So it's important like South London. They'll tell you about you know North North Damio, the Blue, Taylor, but, getting, the, yeah, but also yeah exactly North London's the Bloomsbury set. Yeah. But you know, but um, I mean like for fear of, of completely contradicting my re-education policy, there is a certain benefit to the the fear of South London because it does stop people. <laughs> it does stop people moving. Um, <laughs> So, 
Uh, yeah, maybe the ideal would be for people in South London to not believe it because that, that the worst thing yeah. is people believe they live in crime and hell holes. People believe they need to be saved from the council estate when it's actually like the st- statistics uh, uh, and experience of actually being there don't back it up. But it's a fear of crime rather than crime itself, etc. Um, but people from a, a village uh, in Buckinghamshire. Is it so so bad for them to think South London's a crime-ridden hellhole <laughs> and uh, not inflating the rents of my you constituents? Do. You get the bears back. Yeah, no yeah. one's coming, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not in pits. They're, they're just wandering just clients, maybe, maybe We can say South, South London, crime-free, uh, most important, some of the most important literary hotspots in the history of European culture, but. It wasn't bear baiting, unfortunately. <laughs> some bears escaped, and Bangs. they've been mating in the, in the sewers for 400, <laughs> 500 years. They're, they're, they're angry mutant bears. Angry bears. They, were, they, were, they, no. they particularly like the taste, the, the clean, non-smoggy taste of people from the countryside who have <laughs> decided to move to, to East Dulwich or wherever. Can I suggest a tagline? South London, we got bears. <laughs> Done, isn't it? Excellent. We're happy with that, because we know there aren't bears. Other yeah. people go, they've got bears. I don't know if I've misinterpreted your policy here, but I'd like to think that one of the things you plan to do is to separate London into smaller spaces, yeah, like yeah. The, the villages like, that it uh, once was. Is that uh, is that me? That's me going too far there. What, what's I'm not too concerned about? basing it on, on historical villages or uh, hams or whatever they were called. But um, Dulwich uh, Hamlet, the Hamlet of Dulwich, beautiful, wouldn't it? It, it would be beautiful. Um, with, with pink and blue bunting everywhere. Um, <laughs> modern capitalism depends on gigantic cities, uh, the centre of which uh, is the, uh, the part of the financial, financial network of, of privilege, the increasing outskirts, increasingly peripheral uh, dormitories for workers. Uh, I mean, Stephen Fry once and saw some of these South Londoners do the workers' quarters of, of London. But you know, there's a there's a there's a it's sort a of quote. yeah, unbelievable. There's a capitalist. There is a capitalist truth to it, as insulting as it is. Yeah, the iPhone selling bastard um, <laughs> yeah. used to be funny in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> but um, there is a there is a there is a truth to it. So if you break London up into smaller, I, I use the word personal fiefdoms, but uh, <laughs> focus groups have rejected that. We call them. <laughs> London components uh, we break it up um, and uh, build, I mean I'm doing proper, properly building it I, either build a, build a Thames wall or just drain the Thames you know, pull the plug out <laughs> um, the giant river isn't enough of a barrier for you you're like they can swim that <laughs> if we drain it and build, build, build a, a huge wall crocodiles to go with the bears yeah. <laughs> they'll get the message <laughs> but yeah if you break I mean it, it There'll be people at home sort of choking on their whatever it is they consume. Spinach croissants. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a suggestion. What, what one outrageous suggestion. Oh, I mean, it's laughable. He must be joking. And, and they'll be guffawing into their champagne. But it's true. Great London up. It'd be better for Britain. It'd be better for the rest of Britain. Better for the rest of Europe. Better for the third world. Because you will be disrupting the uh, privileged flow of capital, and that flows one way, ladies and gentlemen, upwards. So, you know, you know, don't vote for me. Vote for me for the starving in Africa. <laughs> 
one of your statements is to expect riots. Expect riots, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, there's, there, there, there's, no, there's no magic to it. Um, generally speaking, in history, you have economic turmoil. Turmoil. Uh, you um, you get riots. Um, it's it's normal. And also, uh, if you have an institutionally racist police force, and you're growing up uh, as a, in inner city London, that you get to a point early teens when um, you, you do begin to realise um, that there is a racial difference in the way police treat you. Like, um, I think the age of 13, you start realising like some people, people go missing at lunch breaks and they've been pulled over by the, they've been t- like searched by the cops and stuff. Uh, and they're black, you know, I'm white, that's the difference. And um, it creates a huge difference. It, uh, it's, it's a huge uh, fracturing in, in the community. And, um, Riots will happen, and also, uh, I mean, I was I was actually down on the street in Peckham when it all kicked off, and um, I mean, I really, really like plantain, and um, <laughs> I, I heard there was a riot about to happen, but I didn't care. I wanted to get some plantain, so I went down Peckham, and it was, uh, and it kicked off, but um, it was really, really, really interesting. The the difference between not just the mainstream media uh, representation of events, but but just the sort of regular social networking yeah, assumption of how, how things were. The vast majority of people who had gone down there to confront the police to sort of visibly show their their d- displeasure, to, to put it in a ridiculously euphemistic way, with, with the police, were not looting. Looting was a minority action. Uh, I mean, maybe the people of Peckham were different to everywhere else. Um, I assume not. Um, maybe... Two percent, three percent of the people actually down there for the for the the anti-police action were looting, um, and uh, the majority of people who I spoke to down there at one realised things, realised that the looting was going to be used against them, even though they weren't doing it, uh, and they all said they'd gone down because they hate the police. Uh, so I mean. Even the use of right, like like to say, to say March the twenty sixth, uh, the central London protest was a protest, but the the August riots were riots is in itself very, very dodgy. It's it's laced with racial issues. It's it's laced with sort of a rich poor divide. Um, so I mean. I, I, I'm telling myself off now for even referring them to as riots. I, I think the August protests were protests. Did you pay for your planting or did you uh, loot? <laughs> uh, 2%. Places were closed down. Places closed out. Uh, the, all the, uh, the grocery shops were closed down. I mean, you know, like four o'clock, five o'clock. People uh, knew, didn't they? After yeah. like a couple of what days. What was interesting, though, was, was the sort of uh, the brinkmanship between the <laughs> the people who run the uh, hair shops. Like, <laughs> like, they, 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 had, they had the shutters sort of half closed down, so, but the door was still open, and they were stood. They were stood by the door, and it's very wild Westbrook thinking like, "There's a lot of money to be made by being the last person selling weaves on, on my lane." Like, and like, it was fascinating. It's like, as you, you had like groups of people masked up and stuff, uh, congregating, uh, waiting for the moment. And that crossed with the the, the sort of like half terrified, half like entrepreneurial uh, <laughs> hair, <laughs> hair weave salesman thinking I can be the last one standing. It was um, it was uh, a very interesting experience. Um, 
it was um, I thought even the looting was, was quite interesting because people were sort of uh, they say on social networks people were outraged and rightly so because it is outrageous behaviour but you know I, I was saying to people I wasn't trying to be deliberately controversial I was like it's the triumph of capitalism was it we've created there consumer a, goods was... that are so desirable people are like I need to have those I don't I might go to prison and smile I'll just go uh, you know, if I can take these I'll take them there was an element of that yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's um, people overstate it because people talk about it as if that was the whole motivating issue but every, every, like the fact the yeah. fact people the fact that from what I saw only a, a tiny only a minority of people were looting means there's there's more to it than that but yeah there is that Ballardian element to it of, of, yeah. of mass of mass consumerism gone mad but it, it wasn't the response as well where people were like uh, you know you, I was reading for things on, on Twitter and Facebook people were going uh, you know send them in the army if they want to fight people and like don't train people how to use weapons. That's the worst <laughs> response, isn't it? Don't give them uh, training on, on tactical deployment of forces and then think it's going to be better next time. I, I, I felt there was a big difference between those who who, did, who trashed independent shops and those who trashed chain stores. Well. Yeah, there, was, there were definitely points where you think... Oh, and a lot of people on the street were saying that. A lot of people yeah. Yeah. Like, were saying, like... like uh, always got out of hand. Someone's tr- trashed an independent bakery. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's it. I'll never but, weep for a bookmakers along the wharf roads. You saw pawnbrokers and payday loans places get and banks get the windows smashing. You're like. Not that's fine. But yeah, no, but that's someone, fine. someone ripping a plasma screen off a wall in Ladbrokes. I mean, if that even makes you tut, you, know, you need to look at your life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but we're smashing up a party shop, independently owned party shop. Yeah. Maybe as another a thing. Shop made of, of uh, having masks in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a fan of the Milton Keynes dons. No, no, no. Who is? Who is? Really? Who is? I mean, I think they can now lay lay claim to the "no one likes us, we don't care" so <laughs> bad news for Mill. Um, well, hopefully they do care. Hopefully it eats yeah. them up inside that they're a Frankenstein sure. football. Player. I think it'd be an interesting ex- uh, experience to to go uh, um, incognito. As, and uh, go to a home uh, MK Dons match and just see what the. I've actually what been to an. It wasn't a home match. It was a, they, they were a way to Barnet in the, oh, the right. cup. I've got a friend who's an MK Dons fan. Oh really? I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> He's also a Man United fan. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> did, just, they, did they make the transition? From, from Wimbledon to MK Dons no he's from Milton Keynes and oh, he's right. just pleased that there's a team that is in Milton Keynes yeah. so on that basis but yeah it's just terrible but I, I went to uh, the Barnet game and I was in the Milton Keynes end and uh, yeah it's odd sort of but it was quite funny uh, coming back on the, on the train afterwards um, there these Barnet fans on the train there was like some banter between the Barnet fans and the MK Dons fans MK Dons had won and uh, they were like laughing at these Barnet fans going, uh, you know, better luck next time, lads. And they <laughs> just looked at him and went, uh, the team didn't exist five years ago. They're nothing. You're no- no-. And he wasn't even angry. He was just sort of like, just looking at the guy like he was pathetic. And the only thing I was like, you can't really respond to that, can you? It's all true. The, the, the consumption of football requires that, um, that sense of history. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's a lot easier to uh, follow Dulwich Hamlet than, than a lot of uh, eighth tier teams. Yeah, I always had because a sense when I was they're, growing They're up. a strangely famous team. Yeah, yeah exactly. as, as yeah. a young. I mean, you went there as a kid, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. um, I, yeah, I went there sort of every week until I was about nineteen or whatever. Um, but I always had a kind of sort of pride in that you're better than these other non-league yeah. teams. You're playing <laughs> against Slough or uh, say the other teams in the area like Fisher and uh, I don't know whoever you know playing against Carl Shorten. I don't really, I didn't really know their histories, but I just always assumed that Dulwich's yeah. history was much richer, and I think it probably is. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's most football fans have heard of Dulwich Hamlet. It's kind of one of those those uh, if you're making a comment about non-league football, it's one of those teams that you you, you pluck as a recognisable non-league team. But you support uh, Drop the Dons as a campaign, which is basically yeah. to to force. Uh, Milton Keynes to just call themselves Milton Keynes FC or whatever just yeah, yeah, yeah. forget the value you're ever associated with or, or call themselves Milton Keynes City FC the na- which is the name of the now defunct uh, non-league team that they ignored <laughs> when, really when, when getting um, mar- marginalised out of uh, existence that was, that was I think they were higher up the pyramid than AFC Wimbledon started at I noticed the other day on Twitter uh, they had tweeted something like come and see our under-18s against whoever on this night um, support the Dons or whatever and you tweeted back at them saying don't call yourself the Dons yeah. you know and yeah we fully support that don't we? yeah absolutely I think uh, the important thing for you is Jock Dons is part of a, a sort of wider uh, idea of supporting grassroots initiatives isn't it the Brixton Pound is something you've talked about before yeah. uh, Chateau Tooting is it or Chateau oh is it Chateau, Chateau Tooting? Yeah, I've never heard anything back from them. How far <laughs> you had with some free wine? I actually contacted the the sage the Segway company, asking if they could lend me one for the campaign. Because um, I, I'm not wearing it today, but I often wear a, a very oversized copies, which uh, means I, I'm unable to ride a bike. Um, and I, I wanted a, a. Did you make that point to them? Yeah, it's, I did. It's incontrovertible, isn't it? I, 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 <laughs> I can't wear a bike. Can't wear a bike. Can't use a bike. I, so I asked for a, if they could provide me with the use of a, of a Segway um, to uh, tra- travel in a green, efficient, uh, yeah. environmental way uh, throughout the campaign. But also, have you seen Arrested Development? Uh, no, no, it's an American TV show. One of the characters rides a Segway. It's oh, great. Sorry, um, <laughs> that was yeah. a bad Segway. So, um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, they 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 could just said they could probably sort me out a deal and cheap one. Oh, there but you go. If they've seen nine hundred bu- pounds, if, if they've seen the budget of my uh, my propaganda missives, so I think so. they have, and that's why they're offering you a cheap one. <laughs> it's their way of saying no. What's the Brixton pound? What does that mean? Oh, it's a local currency. Yeah. Um, the idea is to keep like you exchange five pounds for five bricks and pounds and you um the and you, there's a number of like local independent retailers who accept like give discounts when you use bricks and pounds and it's a number like they've got this in the the sort of middle class hippie capital of england totnes and um, <laughs> a few other places and uh the idea is it keeps money in the local area mm. it's uh i'm not sure how well it works um, I, you see, I've never seen any. Um, I'd like to because I was, I was reading about. Um, I've, yeah, I've seen them in, in action. Yeah, so they've got like a uh, loud Deng, the Chicago Bulls basketball yeah, yeah. player. He's on like the five. five I'm not sure. Note? He's on one of them. And, he's uh, inter- He's double trans one time. He's yeah, from South Sudan and uh, and uh, South London. Incredible, isn't it? Definitely put South, my S- South Sudan's uh, obviously a, an inspiration to. Um, to, yeah, to, newly to formed uh, state, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, was it in the last uh, summer? Only three million people died in the creation of, of, of South Sudan. I mean, we can be. How many people live in South London currently? Do you know, three million. <laughs> Depends which definition. That's the uh, that's the south half of the Greater London. Um, authority, the Greater London authorities uh, remit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I tried using some modelling software, using the uh, taking data from South Sudan's uh, independence to, uh, and putting it into data in London demographic data to try and work out in the event of a independent civil war how many people would die and I'm stuck at 28 million so, um, you can't improve so that, that. That, that's why we need to go through the democratic process I think. <laughs> also the guy in charge in South Sudan he's got um, quite a large hat too hasn't he yeah, yeah. <laughs> inspiration the hat the hat is a is, is a walking uh, billboard campaign like uh, Ken Morris they've, uh, they've got Huge resources at their disposal. Yeah. Uh, I don't have those, but I, I do. Have, I have the hat and sunglasses. Visual cues. Yeah. Like, like, have you read uh, the Napoleon of Notting Hill by GKHS? Uh, no, no. I only I only heard about it uh, about a year ago, and, okay. and uh, it suddenly made me realise why people kept calling me the Napoleon of Stratham Hill. Uh, <laughs> Before you just nodded and went, thanks. Dog kennel hill, surely. I was like, more close to Stratham Common than Stratham Hill, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a useful handbook, though, for uh, you know, urban revolutionaries. Yeah. You had a disagreement? One of you wanted to do a podcast about the Isle of Dogs? Yeah, Steve seems to think that... Um, yeah. That you can classify the other dogs as South London, I know an where I was quite. Keen. I know an interesting geological fact oh, right. oh, about the other dogs. Apparently, I'm not a geological expert. What? So, but apparently. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> apparently, the other dogs, if the, do- if the Docklands, if the docks hadn't been built, the uh, erosion of the Thames, because you know, as, it, as, as, a, as a river meets a, a corner, will gradually erode that and sort of. Fall, force a path of least resistance so like where you've got that I'm going to gesture this with my hands <laughs> this will be of no use to the listeners at home but you know the, the, camera the Thames has the, has the by, by Greenwich has the whoop yeah which is so but you're talking about yeah peninsula our dog's peninsula <laughs> what would have happened if they hadn't built the, dock, the docks which somehow sort of controlled the flow of the Thames over I don't know decades centuries the Isle of Dogs would have become part of the transmontine landmass. Oh, wow. I, I had a feeling. And because you because, are aware that didn't happen, <laughs> because of the dolphins, because of British imperialism. See again, dolphins would have would eventually proudly join us. Join us, and you, there is there is something a bit weird about. It's not. It's not. It's not part of that. that Mass of the rest of London. You see, my argument was Millwall's there, isn't it? Exactly, Mill, Millwall's there. So Millwall would have been united docks, with yeah. Millwall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also, I, I just love the fact that it's such a uh, sort of discreet peninsula. It drops down so dramatically. Uh, you know, as a droplet. Exactly. A crying eye, ready to, to join the the mass of funereal beauty of, of <laughs> South London. You know, parts of that peninsula are more south than parts of South yeah. London. So, on that but, end, and also yeah. for you, but territory, that, isn't it? That relies. But that, that, yeah, that relies on the whole straight line postcode thing, which yeah, also yeah. means places like Chelsea. And if it, if, if the price for getting the Isle of Dogs is that we have to take Chelsea as well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too high a price. <laughs> if the price is we have to acknowledge Chelsea, See, if this, if this, if this, if this, if this imaginary lump in front of me is, is, is street credibility, <laughs> but then. We have to take on Chelsea. Nah. Talking of which, I think of moving to Battersea, the football club. 
Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Right. We need, I mean, some sort of. That's if that one. doesn't inspire a terrorist campaign, <laughs> I do not know what will. I, John always, Terry is some sort of figurehead of South London. Uh, oh. jo- John Terry stepping foot in South London is enough to. There was an article on uh, surrealfootball.com that uh, started with a line. Well, it didn't start with a line. It had the it line. Uh, yeah. Chelsea cannot escape their history of vileness. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's such a wonderful piece. We'll put a link on the website. Yeah, Steve. no, it's, it's any, just any excuse going, for anti-Chelsea. You know, it's not just now. Chelsea's when, just inherently horrible. When Chelsea formed the newspaper report in like the local rag uh, in 1905, I think it was, so, <laughs> had this like this completely bombastic but kind of ultimately true line. Chelsea FC will shock humanity. <laughs> and believe me, my humanity has been shocked repeatedly by that organisation. Obviously, it's an election. We can't just make you mayor of London, unfortunately. So we do have to go through this process where there are other Ceremonial candidates. Ceremonial process, yeah, just, yeah. It's just a procedure. We'll go through it. It's, just, it's to make them feel better about themselves. Um, other people are standing. Uh, I would suppose to the general public, the main... And two main threats. Yeah. yeah. The incumbent, yeah. Boris. Yeah. And the previous incumbent? Ken. Ken. How South, do you feel about South London, obviously. South, well... Mm, yeah, oh, dubious, it, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? He... he, he Ken's, Ken's the kind of uh, South Londoner that the establishment likes. <laughs> like, <laughs> safely unradicalised from his 80s heyday yeah. and living in North London. <laughs> now, sell out. Yeah, I, 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 am, I am neither of those things. I, I'm still in South London. I'm, um, increase, I'm, I'm increasingly firmly radicalised. Uh, I, I, what, what, what Ken did with the GLC, turning it into a... a, a uh, sort of unofficial opposition to the uh, Thatcher government. Uh, I want to do that with bells on, <laughs> uh, and remain in South London. So no sellout. Uh, Ken, Ken Boris, Boris C. Ken. It's, they're interchangeable. Boris isn't even from London, is he? Uh, he he's eyeing up a safe Tory seat in um, somewhere in Reigate or something. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, it's a, I mean, you know, here, here's a man for, for what modern London is. You, you know, people who aren't even from London move here, make, make it more difficult for the rest of us. Um, literally take over the place. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. Cheek in it. So, um, How do you feel about their respective legacies in terms of what, they've, you know, what Ken did and what he plans to do and what Boris has done? Uh, Some good things? Oh. Bikes? No, uh, the bikes. Uh, <laughs> with decreasing decreasing numbers of, of people signing up for them as also well. decreasing and numbers of people defacing it, it. Why, aren't, why hasn't every bike defaced there's yeah. so much there's so much uh, graffiti and people you know you've got a bank's uh, logo that's unattended and there's loads of them and there must be um, it was great the first week it came out people doing really creative things and defacing and putting stickers on and now they can't be bothered I mean I'm not out there doing that I feel uh, well, they, don't, they don't go anywhere near us do they no, no this is, where yeah. we live people have their own bikes <laughs> yeah, yeah those of us who can fit our cod pieces onto them <laughs> <laughs> so what Olympics is, is the, the main legacy of Ken Boris trying to steal it uh, obviously my, my opinions on that are, are now documented um, bendy buses yeah. Taking away free buses from from impoverished <laughs> impoverished Londoners, uh, including myself, uh, 
See, the thing about the bendy buses, to balance against that, they were murderous, weren't they? They were horrific death attacks. Yeah. Were they, though? <laughs> they, they, there's, there's no actual record of them killing a cyclist. Oh, really? Even though, even though Boris, a cyclist, claimed, claimed they did, there was absolutely no evidence for it. Okay. Uh, so. And the other thing with them being free, I mean, when they started off, you used to get the 12 every day for nothing. But then it got into a situation where if you didn't pay, you'd end up putting up a bus stop and the police were there and you'd get an £80 fine. It's sort of, sort of uh, an entrapment vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, and it, so, yeah, we've got the other independent time wasters. Uh, <laughs> Brian Paddock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People from these lunatic fringe minority parties <laughs> who, who babble on about being able to use a hypothetical coalition government to, uh, to, to, to exercise their party's the ambitions. Arguably, after the actions of the Lib Dems after the last election, it is a joke that anyone stands in anywhere, isn't it, really? You know they're they, not they going to stand seem, by their manifesto seem, promises. They, yeah, they seem fun. I mean, their, their polls are deadlining. Um, yeah. uh, it's, um, I mean, you know, it, it was a predominantly leftist party. Um, it's, it's now... Uh, I mean, they, they're going yeah, uh, Election night 2015... Well, have to, the BBC will have to invent all manner of new graphics to sort of um, <laughs> capture the, yeah. the, the storm that uh, Nick Clegg or whichever lucky person might replace him in, in the interim uh, has to deal with. I mean, his face sort of merging into one of London, South London's bear riddled sewers. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, though, because Brian Paddock uh, is a, a decent candidate, isn't he? You know, policy-wise yeah, yeah. and legacy-wise. If he wasn't up against someone like me and, and saddled with the, the horrors of the... Of the uh, Leaving aside your, your, your obvious uh, suitability for yeah. the job, you know, aside from you, Brian Paddock would be the next reasonable choice. I think Ken... Maybe he should have made a dramatic gesture of, of, of standing as an independent. Because... He's still not gotten any recognisability, has he? That's the problem, I would argue. Yeah. <laughs> if your recognisability... In, in, in this day and age is as a Lib Dem yeah. <laughs> you might as well wear a swastika on <laughs> in terms of popularity that's the, the problem though, with politics isn't it you've got this sort of with uh, Boris in particular it's this sort of triumph of you can't even put a triumph of personality it's a triumph of persona isn't it it's, it's not if you look at it's, it's a Tory who backs Capital every turn yeah. but that's not why he got elected he got elected because he was quite good yeah he's a panel show guest isn't he that's yeah. and everyone's like, oh, he's funny. And you're like, no, not really, because uh, he's going to do horrible things once he gets in. He's a Tory, and that's what they do. An uh, interesting thing: the UKIP candidate Webb. Some, Who knows? Don't, let's, Bar- not, let's, let's call him Barbara Webb. Um, <laughs> he, he's got. Uh, I've got nine times more followers than I saw you said this. that's that's the real opinion poll of the people. The laughing there was yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> who's, lunatic fringe. He's yeah, not the guy who crashed the helicopter, is he? Uh, Farage, that was. That's someone else. Yeah. yeah. No, this, this guy's not even worthy of crashing a helicopter <laughs> or light aircraft or whatever it was. Isn't he. Um, was that on election day? It was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Something specially brilliant about that. I'll, I'll get some coverage. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to slam a Zeppelin right into the shard on election day. <laughs> the humanity <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the BMP candidate is an ethnic it's from an ethnic minority yeah, it, which is, uh, yeah we stumbled across him the other day didn't we yeah where's he from 
I'm not sure. Oh, it's is. Carlos. Yeah, yeah that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, eh, eh, no. Uh, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is the BMP <laughs> candidate. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, Wolfgang. Um, your standing is Mayor of London. Details can be found at... Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Free South London, the name of the umbrella organisation I'm the head spokesperson for, uh, or freesouthlondon.wordpress.com. Uh, or you can just find me on the street, greet me, and ask me any questions. You've got a few videos on YouTube as well that I think are well I, worth I, you. I, I've got my, my first election broadcast. It's uh, twice as long as the average election broadcast, uh, which I think says something about how much I have to offer London. Uh, and also uh, a little vlog about a recent trip to watch the Dulwich Hamlet. Can I ask a quick question about Free South London? Yeah. Is it Free South London as in Free Tibet or as in Free Wi-Fi? As in free Tibet, but uh, I do get the occasional startled person following me on Twitter, expecting <laughs> expecting information about free Zumba in, in, <laughs> in church halls on the Wall of Road, and, and instead getting my sort of half literate attempts to apply Marx's Marx's commodity fetishism to army surplus shops on the Wall of Road.